Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, put your hands together, K Chapel. Our young people are in place and are ready to begin our service with the worship of dance. And we ask that you pray with them, pray for them, worship with them. In the name of Jesus, he's worthy to be praised. Come on, put your hands together one more time as they come, Youth for Christ.
already been established. Yes. Yes. To the God of our weary years, the God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far. Would you please stand for prayer? Almighty God, our Father, we come to you this morning as humble as we know how, thanking you for this another day's journey. Thank you for blessing and keeping us for all of yesterday's blessings and the promises of today. Thank you, Father God, for these wonderful, beautiful children our future leaders. Keep your arms of protection and edge around them. Lead them and guide them through the presence of your Holy Spirit. And Father God, this morning for this worship service, we're so glad that we worship a living Savior, one who died a long time ago, rose declaring all power in heaven and earth in his hand, a name that stands above all others. So we thank you now. We thank you right now, and we invite the presence of your Holy Spirit into this worship service. May all that we say and may all that we do bring and give you glory. Thank you now, Father God. We pray right now for the man who will bring the word this morning. Continue to lead and guide him. We thank you for every member of this body. We pray that our service to each other would edify and bring glory to you. Continue to lead and guide us. Give us faith. Give us hope. And let and be Father God, let us our faith never fail us. We pray for those who are sick and who are shut in. Those who need a word this morning. For those who are bereaved. We know you can do all things because you're a comforter. You said you never leave us or forsake us. And for that we are eternally thankful. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we submit this prayer in the name of our precious Son, your precious Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And while we're standing, we're going to ask that we all go ahead and prepare for our responsive reading, going into our hymn. So at this time, may we all read together our response reading. Let thy hand. Oh, isn't that powerful? Let's say that again like you really, really mean it. Amen. And while you're standing, we're going to ask you to join us in our congregation for the morning. And I think it's a pretty good title. We suggest that we all hold to God's unchanging hand.
consider that a wonderful reminder to hold to God's unchanging hand. We can't do it by ourselves. The doctor can't do it all. The pediatrician can't do it all. So we have to just make sure that we ask God to hold our hands. Amen. We're going to just pause now for a minute for a few uh, announcements. We ask that you please pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. I know that you know some of who they are. I was looking to see if one of ours in the back, back there. Uh, we thank God for him, and we ask that you to continue to pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. And we also, and you get a chance to hear them a little bit later on, we ask you to please make sure that we support our youth council as they move ahead. And we ask that you please, during this time of year, not forget the 28 days of prayer. And I know that you've seen that already, you've heard that already, and you will hear even more. And I think because of problems upstairs, we're gonna just give you some additional announcements here. The Sea Court and the Layman Ministry are collecting hotel toiletries to provide personal items for the community. As you travel, please connect, collect these items and start bringing them to, uh, to the church for a donation at least by Sunday of February 20th. There will be a container for drop-off in the Old Fellowship Hall. The Cade Chapel Youth Council would like to support like your support in their upcoming services project for the youth department's adopted community partner, the Hope House of Jackson. Your donation of $5 will be in uh, assist in providing torches for the suites at Hope House. Your donation will automatically play, uh, place your name in a drawing for a beautiful Valentine's basket of treats and for a weekend stay at the Jackson Marriott. A youth council member will be in the old fellowship hall between services to accept your donations. And finally, the 2018 Cantata DVDs are available for purchase today in the sound booth, and you may get as many as you like for $5. I believe these are our announcements now. We will, I'm sorry, $5. I'm sorry, did I say something wrong? Listen. 2018 Cantala DVDs are available for purchase today in the sound booth. The cost is only $5. Yeah. Is that what I said? <laughs> you got the message, though, right? Amen. God bless you. Just let it go, y'all. Let it go. Let it go. Pat, I don't know what's so funny. <laughs> At, all right. At this time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we recommend, uh, so we uh, ask our visitors to stay in and be a part of us today and hopefully from here on out. So listen, if we have those of you who are in the congregation who have not yet joined us here, we're going to ask you to please stand. All visitors, won't you please stand up? Stand up, visitors. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. Remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buck, our pastor Mitch, and all of the K Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to worship us today. If you're just visiting, please come in the time and schedule a lot. But if by chance you're looking for a church home, before you leave for today, we're going to try to convince you you just found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something just for you uh, right now that you can take with you when you leave here. This is our fellowship here. We want you to reach out and welcome your neighbor. Welcome to K Chapel.
Amen. Just so you know, I have keys up here. I have books up here. So if you're missing something, just drop by. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our schedule where we all can participate. And I always say that just remember in your preparation, in your giving, that you can't beat God giving. As we have the spoken words from the pulpit now, the ushers and the deacons will get the opportunity to prepare and to give you the opportunity to give as you have been so blessed. Bring ye all tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out, pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And the nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God for the people of God. Praise, glory, and honor to God. Amen. Ushers, choirs.
the Bible says, the Bible says that when we don't even see certain dangers, the Lord makes a way. He keeps the dangers away from us. And there are times when we see the dangers and he protects us and makes a way. There are times when we are hungry and he feeds us. We don't ever find ourselves in need. I'm like Paul and I'm sure there are a lot of you like Paul who said that we can make it with a little bit or we can make it with a lot. But anyway, you bless me, Lord, I'll be satisfied. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you now. Father God, we thank you for making a way, not just with the materialistic things, but Lord, we thank you now for sending your only begotten son so that we who were sinners might be saved through Jesus Christ. And for that, we are grateful. Father, we thank you for all who have assembled here, but then we thank you for every church door that is open in your name. Thank you, Father, that we can look at this month, which is recognized as Black History Month, and just be thankful for those who earthly made ways for us through your power and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for this church and every auxiliary. We ask that you will bless everything that we do so that we won't just do it here in these four walls, but bless us to take this ministry out of this place and touch others as well. Father, we thank you now for the offering which has been raised, and we humbly ask that you will bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. church say amen anybody know he's a way maker this morning and he just keeps on making a way that things you didn't even expect he just just did it anyhow anybody gl glad this morning that he's just a way making God he just keeps on every time I open my eyes he's done it again and every time I wake up he did it again and and every time I get to church he does it again he just keeps on making a way hallelujah bless his name bless his name bless his name what a mighty god we serve Mita, can we go back and get the announcements this morning let's find out what's going on here at kate god bless you good morning kate chapel i am kia johnson this is kate chapel and here are your morning announcements on saturday february 23rd from 11 a.m to 1 o'clock p.m there will be a prom dress drive at kate chapel family life center in support of her prom closet, Jackson 2019, which will also be held at K Chapel on Saturday of March the 23rd. The event is open to 11th and 12th grade girls who attend K or a high school in JPS. We are asking members of K to support the prom dress drive through donation of gently used or new prom or amplified dresses. Point of contact is Martha McRaven Oliver at 601-207-4352 or Oliver 1217 at Yahoo.com. Camp K is hosting a volunteer recruitment on Wednesday, February 6, 2019 at 6 o'clock p.m. upstairs in the Intim Department. A special area will also be available downstairs with camp information for those not able to utilize the stairs. Big things are happening this summer and Camp K wants you. All carry volunteers and all those interested in volunteering are encouraged to attend. We hope to see you there. Attention girls, ages 8 through 12, the Deaconess Ministry invites you to sign up for a date with mom. 
This event will take place on Saturday, February 16th from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Stop by the Oak Fellowship Hall for more information. On Wednesday, February 6th, members of the health ministry are asked to be present for an important planning meeting. We will set the priorities and individual assignments for the year. The meeting will be at 6 o'clock p.m. in the health ministry room. Class 12A is joining with the Dress for Success program. The goal is to help people be prepared for employment. To get involved, please talk with any member of Class 12A. It's first Sunday at K, which means we are celebrating our youth and academics. Congratulations to our youth on the second nine weeks on the road. On the all eight on the road, we have Kamala Cousin, Madison Duvall, Matthew Duvall, Coy Gentry Jr., Antoine Kitchens, Chloe Otis, Jonathan Thomas II, Evan White, Kayla Williams, Carson Young. On the AV on the road, we have Dalen Allen, Javen Allen, Kennedy Brown, Anna Buckley, Lindsey Butler, Casey Cleveland, Nathan Cook, Shane Davis, Jennifer Fleming, Cameron Fleming, Jaleel Gray, Michelle Jones, Jelena Mitchell, Ashton Shelton, Cameron Shelton, Dylan Stewart, Jonah Thomas, Bryson Williams, and Caleb Young. Congratulations to Rashad Harris, our February 2019 KU Spotlight of the Month. Rashad won two gold keys for his artistic achievements in the 2019 Scholastic Art Award Contest during the current contest season. His photography and artwork will be on exhibit at the Mississippi Museum of Art from February the 9th to March the 24th of 2019. Congratulations, Rashad Harris. At Cade on first Sunday, we also celebrate your birthdays. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday in the month of February. Please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin board for additional announcements and upcoming events and to share your ministry news with the K Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on K Chapel app and be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, all of our February babies, won't you stand up? Let us wish you a happy birthday this morning. If you got celebrating a birthday in the month of February, won't you stand? Let us see you recognize. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to all our birthday babies. See, see Mother Harrington back this morning. Good to have you back in the service on this morning. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Listen, it is February, the third day of February. We're three days into our 28 days of prayer and fasting. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen. Certainly, I, I pray that you have been following us online with, uh, with the uh, 28 days of prayer and fasting guideline. And also, if you don't have that, if you have, don't have access to that, we do have hard copies available in the vestibule as well as in the fellowship hall. So make sure you pick up your hard, hard copy when you leave here today so that you are not left behind in our 28 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. Somebody said, Reverend, it's Super Bowl Sunday. What I'm supposed to do, that's between you and your God. Amen. That's between you and your God. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to leave you. That's, that, it's personal. Fasting is personal. Amen. 
Amen. Listen, listen, but we do want to encourage you every day, particularly Monday through Friday, we want you to start our, our prayer with us on our prayer line at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Why don't you call in about 5.55 to make sure you get hooked in correctly. Uh, we, we had a, I understand we had a few problems with some people who were trying to get on and never got connected. Let's make sure you're using the number that's printed in the bulletin, the number that's printed in the bulletin, as well as the passcode that's printed in the bulletin. That should get you directly connected. It has a, a capacity of over 1,000 uh, people at one time, so we should not have an issue of running out of bandwidth in order to get people on the prayer line. Uh, so make sure you're using the correct number, which is printed in your bulletins. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Brother, they've been with you. It is now time in our worship service for special music. And special music at K Chapel simply means it's an opportunity for all of us to reflect, to meditate, and prepare our minds and hearts for the message from the pulpit. At this time, we will have an opportunity to do so with a selection from the choir.
Oh, somebody bless the name of the Lord in this house. If you know the Lord is good, why don't you bless the name of the Lord? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast unto the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be made glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Is God good in your life? Has God opened doors in your life? Has God healed anybody's body? You ought to bless his name this morning. Bless his name. Bless his name. Hallelujah. Bless you, God. Bless you, God. Sun to the going down said I will bless your holy name why cause you're worthy you're worthy you're worthy oh bless his name oh bless his name my God my God my God my God, God is good, isn't he? Isn't God good? My God, we serve, hey, li listen, if y'all didn't know it, we serve a good God. I mean, for real, y'all, we serve a good God. I mean, we aren't that good. Newsflash, you too. We're not that good for God to be this good to us. And yet, <laughs> my God, my God, he keeps on making a way. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, he did it again, he did it again, he did it again, he did it again. Amen, amen. Listen, again, I am excited about 28 Days. I want each of you to make sure you are joining us in this journey. One of the uh, other features of 28 Days that I didn't mention here uh, is on Fridays, we designated Fridays as Fellowship Fridays. And we want each of you to, to broaden your circle of friends and invite someone uh, who may not be a part of your social circle into your, hey, I know that fella, into your social circles and, and, and have time to fellowship and get to know someone in the church family. Amen. These are just some pictures from people who were sending in different things that they were doing this, this past Friday. And every Friday through March 1st is designated Fellowship Friday. So make sure you get out and strengthen your relationship within the body of Christ right here at K Chapel. Amen. 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 God bless you. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter number six. Daniel chapter number six. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, starting with verse number 10. Verse number 10, and there you'll find these words recorded. Daniel always prayed to God 
three times every day. Three times every day he bowed down on his knees to pray and praise God. Even though Daniel heard about the new law, he still went to his house to pray. He went up to the upper room of his house and opened the windows that faced toward Jerusalem. Then Daniel bowed down on his knees and prayed just as he always had done. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to, I want to begin a new series. The title of this series, The Power of Routine. The Power of Routine, the power of routine. Somebody say routine. routine. The power of routine. We've begun our 28-day journey of prayer and fasting, and I pray that over the course of this experience that your faith in God will be deepened. I pray that your relationships within the body of Christ will be strengthened. I pray that you as a believer will come to know God through his Holy Spirit more intimately and personally and be directed daily by the promptings of the Holy Ghost. We, we, we have been very intentional about scheduling uh, 28 days during February, not just because it's uh, 28 days in February, but it works nicely too, but We've been very particular about scheduling it during the month of February because it follows the month January when most of us are making new plans, new promises, and new pledges about how we want to live in the new year. As you start those journeys in January, 28 days is meant to help now come along after 31 days and, and help to fortify what you have already begun or inspire what you would like to begin in your spiritual growth. So we planned it intentionally to come around February to be a, a boost. Because some of y'all don't fell off the wagon. Amen. We intentionally planned it for February to help remind you of what you planned on doing at the beginning of the year and give you the boost to help you complete it. As we collectively give ourselves to prayer and personally commit ourselves now to fasting or acts of self-denial, my hope is that you will also use these 28 days as an opportunity to establish some good new habits in your life and maybe break some old bad ones too. Because let's be honest, all of us have some habits that get in the way of us being our best selves. Can I get a witness on this side? They, they kind of quiet over here. All of us have some habits that, that get in the way of us being as good as we could be. All of us have some routines that interfere with us being as healthy as we could be or as productive as we could be or as organized as we could be or as spiritually mature as we could be. And if we could ever really get a handle on our habits, if we could ever really be in control of our routines, if we could ever break the yokes that hurt us and establish some new disciplines that will develop us, new routines that will empower us, new habits that will help us, life would be a much better journey. Yeah. 
And now for a moment of transparency. January, I did like y'all, some of y'all. I made my list too. Made my list and, and matter, matter of fact, we as a family made our list. You remember this. We made a list and we got around the table and everybody made their list of goals for 2019 of how they wanted to live. And I made my list. Anna made her list. Jonathan made his list. Lucretia made her list. And, 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 and they're, they are on, they are posted on our refrigerator. And I took my list down a few days ago to look at it, not to, to look at it, to look at it, to look at it, to remind myself of, of what was on my list. And I looked at, I looked at my list, and, 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 and Marino, um, I need some help. I need, need, I need some help. There, there, there's, some th- there's some good things on my list that I've already started and, and I'm doing okay with. There's some other things that I've started but I'm not as consistent with. There's some other things that I don't know why I put it on my list. Because I knew when I put it on there, I really had no. But I wrote it in pen so I can't erase it. I, So there are these things on, on my list, and, and they, are, they, are, they, are, they are there, they are there, and they're on my refrigerator, and I pass by them every day, and I see them, and they see me. And, and what I discovered, what I discovered, pal, pal is, is that, that, that I really made some good goals. The issue is making those goals become habits that I just instinctively do. Right now, it's a list of goals. And while it's good to have taken the time to make goals and and to shape a vision and to set a target, according to the author James Clear, the author of the book uh, entitled Atomic Habits, Clear writes, he says this, you don't rise to your goals, you fall to your systems. Let that sink into me. You don't rise to your goals. You fall. In other words, you, you can have the best goals in mind. You can create the best vision board. But if you don't have a system in place that supports that goal, if you don't have a system in place that leads you to that target, then you've just got a pretty sheet of paper. Because you don't rise to your goals, but you fall to your system. Which means that if you are going to see the kinds of results you want to see in your life this year as it relates to your goals that you've set and visions that you've cast and targets that you put in your sight, then you must have a system in place that then leads you to that goal. You know what the product is. That's the goal. Now the question is, what is your process? That's the system. The system is oftentimes the thing that we neglect. The system is the part that we don't map out. The system is the part that we don't think through and plan for and work out. And neglecting the system is oftentimes what causes us not to reach our goal. I wrote the goal. I didn't write the system. But when we take time to honestly deal with our systems, then we can start to change our habits. Because habits 
are a product of a system. Hear me again. Habits are a product of a system. I'm going to say it again. Habits are a product of a system. Bad habits don't just happen. Bad habits are a product of a system. Good habits don't just happen. They are the products of a system. According to Dr. Wendy Wood, the James B. Duke Professor of Psychology and Neuroscience at Duke University, Dr. Wood says almost half of human behavior is done out of habit. A habit that is triggered by a system. In other words, in other words, 50% of what you do on any given day, you are not actively choosing to do it. It's just a habit. It's, it's just what you do. It's, you're on autopilot. It, 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 it's a subconscious behavior that, watch this, that your environment helps to trigger or cue the habit. And when you get to that place or hear that thing or see that situation, automatically you perform that habit. Which suggests that if I want a new habit, then writing a goal is not going to get me to it. If I want a new habit, creating a vision board is not going to make it. If I want a new habit, then I've got to create a system or change an existing one that then supports the goal that I've set. Are you, are you with me? I'm preaching better than you talking back. Now, now, now why, why, why? Why am I taking the time to talk to you about habits and systems because during the 28 days of prayer and fasting you will have the opportunity to create some new habits to establish some new routines to put in place some new practices but in order for you to maintain what you create you've got to have a system are you hearing me because right now, right now, right now, you're doing it. You're joining the prayer line Monday through Friday because pastor said, we got a prayer line Monday through Friday. And that, that's establishing a habit. But once the prayer line, once the 28 days are over and I'm no longer making the announcements week after week and, and you don't have those cues to remind you, what is your system that's going to cause you to keep on praying? Are you hearing me? What is your system? A good system will lead you to your intended goal. So we talked last week. We talked last week about the Acts 2 church, a church that prayed and followed the apostles' doctrine and kept the Lord's Supper, but they also fellowshiped and they shared their resources and they broke bread from house to house. Y'all remember that, don't you? Acts chapter 2. These were habits. They were routines, things that they did that contributed to the kind of spiritual power that they experienced. But there are two words in that text that stand out to me that I didn't mention or make mention of on last Sunday, and I want you to see it. It says, and they continued steadfast. They continued steadfastly. They kept on doing. Are you hearing me? It means they practiced it. They did it routinely. It was their habit. It was their lifestyle. This is what they did, not at a certain time of year, not because the apostles were doing a special sermon series, but it was their practice. It was their habit. It was their routine. It was their nature. It's how they did life. It was intuitive. It was instinctive. Nobody had to tell them to do it. It was automatic because it was systematic. 
And there's some spiritual disciplines that you as a follower of Christ need to make a part of your routine, a part of your habit, a part of your lifestyle, a part of a system if you're going to see spiritual growth and power and depth. And the one I want to focus on this morning is a spiritual discipline of prayer. Daniel prayed three times every day. And even when there was a law written for him not to pray, the text says he prayed anyhow. Three times a day. We, now listen, we already know I don't have to take you on a journey in the Bible for you to know that as a believer, you ought to be praying. We, we already, you know that, right? Pray without ceasing, always, pray always, the Bible tells us. The, the Bible tells us that Jesus prayed. He, he taught his disciples how to pray. I don't need to prove the case or make the case that prayer is something that we as Christians ought to be doing, do I? Hey, anybody? All right, all right, God bless you, God bless you. So, so, so that being said, that being said, let's deal with Daniel and his prayer life. What was it that caused this man to have such a prayer life that he did it three times a day, every day. It was just what he did. Y'all remember, remember Daniel, don't you? Daniel, 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 you remember Daniel from Sunday school and vacation Bible school. Daniel was the guy who ended up in the lion's den. That Daniel, that, that's the one we're talking about. It, it, it's in the lion's den where he is shortly after the text that we read this morning. This text actually precedes him being thrown into the lion's den. By way of background, Daniel was among the Jews who had been taken into captivity by, by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon for 70 years. They had invaded and destroyed Jerusalem and took all of the Jews out. Daniel was a young boy along with three of his other friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. You know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when they were taken into Babylon, they were stripped of their culture, stripped of their language, stripped uh, of their religion, and even stripped of their names and given Babylonian names. Now, these four boys stood out in Babylon. They were head and shoulders above everybody else. They had natural leadership abilities. And, and it was seen because when, when they tried to feed them the king's food, all of them said, nope, we don't want that. Give us, give us, watch this, give us vegetables. I said 28 days of prayer and fast. You wonder where the Daniel fast come from? That's not us just naming something to be cute about it. This is what Daniel did. He, he said, you know what? I'm not going to eat the meat from the king's table. Just give me some, uh, give me some cabbage. Give me some greens. Give me some carrots. Give, give me some vegetables. Give me some beets. Give me, give me some, come on and talk to me here. Give me, give me some vegetables. And, and, and he, said, he said, listen, and after we eat these vegetables for a certain number of days, come and look at us. And if we are frail and faint, then we'll eat the king's meat. But if we look all right, keep giving us what we want. They came back after a few days and they looked at their countenance and said, you know what? These boys are doing better than the boys who are eating the meat from the king's. Tell your neighbor, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables, eat your vegetables. Each of vegetables. They stood out. They stood out. They stood out 
for having a different diet, but not only did they stand out, but they stood up when everybody else was bowing down. Remember, the King Nebuchadnezzar had made a golden image of himself and said, when the music sounds, I want everybody to bow down and worship the golden image. But these boys did not bow down. Rather, they stood up. And as they stood up, they made themselves a target. As they stood up, they were recognized as somebody that was not like everybody else. As they stood up, they understood that there was something different about these boys. Tell your neighbor to quit bowing down and stand up. Stand up for what's right. Stand up for what you know the Lord is. Stand up for holiness. Stand up for righteousness. Stand up for justice. Stand up. They didn't bow down. They stood up. And when they stood up, the king took note of them. They said, these, these boys are not followers. They are leaders. And, and I need to put them in positions of power. Put Daniel in a position of power. Watch this. Here was a foreigner who came into a foreign land and was promoted. Y'all ain't hearing me in here. He was promoted to a position of power. And well, now that didn't sit well with everybody. You got to imagine that the natives looked at this foreigner who was now over them saying, who in the world does he think he is coming into our land telling us what to do? No, that ain't going to flow. We ain't going out like that. And so they say, you know what? Let's, let's figure out how to get Daniel in trouble and bring him down a peg or two. They, they got the steering committee together and said, y'all go looking through his trash. And, and you put a bug on him and see where he goes after 6 o'clock. And, and you follow him and see if you can find any dirt on him. They, they watched him. They looked through his trash. They couldn't find any IRS tax statements. They couldn't find any pictures of him doing anything lewd or nude. They couldn't find anything that was going to discredit his witness and so somebody came up with a bright idea since Daniel is so good and so righteous and so upstanding let's use his prayer life against him because the one thing that we know Daniel is going to do he going to pray the, the one thing we know he's going to do without fail is pray. They said, so it looks like what we ought to do is get the king to make a law to ban prayer. Good God Almighty. Let's make a law to take prayer out of the public sphere. And if anybody gets caught praying, we'll send them to the lion's den. They, they came to the king and said, king, how about this law? And, and, and you know how some uh, presidents, uh, kings do. They, they start signing stuff before they even know what it is. And, and he signed the law and, and, and put it into place. Y'all help me here. Y'all act like I'm talking about. So I ain't talking about nobody. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. He signed the law and put it in the place before reading it and understanding the implications of the law. And Daniel kept praying. They saw him praying. They went to the king and said, King, didn't you make a law against prayer? The king said, yeah. He said, well, your boy Daniel over there, you know the one you promoted? He's over there breaking your law. And you know what happens when anybody breaks the king's law? You got to put them in the lion's den. 
That's why. Now watch this. The question becomes, if anybody charged you with praying too much, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Anybody charge you with a consistent prayer life? Would there be enough evidence to convict you and, and you would be guilty as charged? Daniel is trapped by those who wanted to take him out of leadership. Daniel 6 and 10 says Daniel always prayed to God three times every day. Three times every day he bowed down on his knees to pray and praise God. Even though Daniel had heard about the new law, he still went to his house to pray. Three things I want to point out to you as it relates to de developing a habit and a supporting system of prayer. Number one, Daniel prayed, number one, write it down, according to a preset schedule. According to a preset schedule. Daniel, it says, read it again, Daniel, Daniel always prayed, always prayed to God three times. <laughs> Daniel always prayed three times every day. It was said three times a day. Now, what you need to understand is that at this time in Jewish culture, praying three times a day had not yet been established. It was only after the exile and after the Jews had returned to Jerusalem that Ezra and 120 prophets and sages fixed the text of the daily prayers that are recited to this day three times a day by the Jews. Prior to this, Daniel had established praying three times a day as his own system. But he connected his prayers, watch this, he connected his prayers to something that was already in place. What did he connect it to? He connected his prayers to the time for temple sacrifice. Because though there was not a prayer schedule in place, there was a sacrifice schedule in place. And every time it was time for sacrifice, Daniel said, you know what? I'm going to attach prayer to the time of sacrifice. Are you hearing me? He synchronized his prayer life with the time that sacrifices were being made in the temple. And even though he was displaced from his homeland, he connected his prayer to a preset practice, a pattern of life, practices that all, what, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if you want to see more success in your prayer life, then synchronize your prayers to another part of life that already exists. In other words, make prayer a part of something else. Associate prayer with something else so that every time it's time for that thing, it's also time for prayer. Are you hearing me? What, what are you doing? You're putting a system in place. Now when I do this, I also do this. What, what does it look like? It's time to go to work. So before, before I want to put prayer associated with going to work. So now when I, when I crank up my car and I'm in the garage before I back out, guess what? I'm going to use going to work before I leave as my time for prayer. Are you hearing me? I'm going to pray about my day. I'm going to pray about travel to my location. I'm going to pray for strength that when I get there, I don't have to cut, I mean, I don't have to cut nobody. Uh, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. 
I said cut. <laughs> cut nobody. Cut nobody. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm associating, watch this, I'm associating prayer with something else that I'm already doing. What? What? When I, when I get home and it's time to make dinner, guess what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to associate cooking and making dinner with prayer. So what do I do? I pray and I thank God for the provisions in the refrigerator, for the provisions in the pantry. I thank God that I got a family that's coming together. And even if we don't eat around the dinner table, that at some place we're going to get together. And I thank God that he's walking, she's walking with we're talking that we got a family that's all under one roof. I'm associating the thing that I'm already doing with the thing that I want to do. It's a system. When I do this, I now tag it with doing this. Are you hearing me? Time to go to bed. Well, I'm going to bed, and as I go to bed, I'm going to get in bed, and I'm going to thank God for everything I did today, everything that I did that was right, and I'm going to confess everything that I did was wrong because I did end up cutting somebody, so I need to confess. <laughs> and tomorrow, and tomorrow, tomorrow, watch this, instead of taking the knife to work, It's my system. I'm going to leave it on the nightstand. It's my system. I'm going to leave it there. So now, I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. What are you saying? I'm saying if you want to pray more, synchronize your prayers to a preset schedule so that it becomes a pattern. Daniel prayed three times a day in sync with the time for temple sacrifices. When it was time to make sacrifice, Daniel said, I will now pray. It wasn't a feeling, it was a system. Listen to me. It wasn't a feeling, it was a system. It wasn't an overwhelming desire to suddenly, I got to pray. It was his pattern. It was his routine. It was what he established, and he did it. Are you hearing me? And it was triggered by something else that was already in place. Are you following Number two, number two, number two. Daniel prayed, Daniel prayed. Watch this. Secondly, Daniel prayed according to a particular posture. <laughs> Daniel prayed according to a particular posture. The text says that he bowed down on his knees to pray and praise God. He bowed down how? On his what? Knees to do what? Pray and praise God. He bowed down on his knees to pray and to praise God. God. The position that Daniel took in prayer, watch this, the position that Daniel took in prayer, listen, the position that Daniel took in prayer was a part of the system. The position, the posture was a part of the system. Getting on his knees was a physical movement that triggered the rest of his body to respond accordingly. Okay, I'm going too deep for some of y'all. It was a physical movement that triggered the rest of him to get in place and in shape for what was about to take place. 
it was the posture. Because the posture, the posture, the physical posture, somebody asked, why did he, why did he bow down? Why did he get on his knees? And does getting on, is getting on your knees absolutely necessary? I'll get to that in a moment. But for Daniel, he needed to get on his knees. Because when he got on his knees, it triggered the rest of prayer life to take place. Hear me, now listen. There are all kinds of postures that people can take in prayer. You can pray kneeling down. You can pray sitting down. You can pray standing up. You can pray prostrate on your face. You can pray laying down on your bed. And all of those postures are in the Bible. All of them are biblical. All of them are legitimate postures of prayer. The point is, is that you assume a posture that you need in order to get to where you're going. I'm going to say it again. Assume the posture that you need in order to get to where you're going. Why? Because physical movements can trigger emotional responses. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me break this down for you. You, you see some folk in the sanctuary lifting up their hands, and you look at them and you say, they always lifting up their hands. Why? They lift up. They go preach again. He up there lifting up his hands. Ain't nobody lifting up their hands but him. He the poor soul just lifting up poor Reggie. He don't know what to do. Which he would just be still and preach, but they ain't going to lifting up his hands again. See, and what you don't understand is that sometimes, sometimes, listen, the lifting of hands is a physical movement that is not always in response to what has happened, but it's in order to get to where I'm going. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. See, the reason some of us never get anywhere is because you waiting on the choir to get you there. You waiting on the preacher to preach you there. You waiting on the deacon to take you there. But sometimes you got to start your physical stuff before everything else catches. And if nobody gets me there, I'll go if I have to go by myself. When I lift my hands, it causes my spirit to say, thank you, Lord. And even if the church ain't hot yet in my heart, I'm getting warmed up and I know that everything I have comes from the God. It's a physical movement that gets me in the spiritual place where I'm going. It tri watch this, it triggers, it triggers and quickens the spirit. And sometimes, watch this, you just got to do the physical before your spirit ever catches up. Who am I talking to in this house? Huh? Sometimes you can come to this church and you not feel a thing, but I promise you, if you just start clapping your hands, if you just start moving your feet, if you just start bobbing your head, and, and then you start thinking about the goodness of the Lord and, and everything he's done for me, before the service is through, your soul is gonna shout.
Tell your neighbor, quit waiting, quit waiting, quit waiting. Quit waiting on somebody to get you there. Quit waiting on somebody to take you there. Quit waiting on the preacher to preach you there. Quit waiting and you do your part. Quit waiting and lift up your hands. Quit waiting and open up your mouth. Quit waiting and stand to your feet. Quit waiting and give God praise. Quit waiting. Quit waiting. Quit waiting. Quit waiting. Quit Quit waiting. Quit waiting. Quit waiting. He's assumed the posture of prayer. Watch it. It's in the text. And it says, and he prayed and praised. You missed that part. He prayed. That's what he started to do. That's what it was always about. But evidently the prayer got so good that he couldn't just pray. He had to go into worship. He couldn't just say, thank you, Lord, but... But he had to go into worship and love on the Lord. He, uh, the physical movement that takes you to the spiritual routine that ends up in an authentic experience. Somebody asked the question, they said, Reverend, I thought routines were bad and we weren't supposed to do things in repetition. Jesus said, when you pray, you know, don't pray like the hypocrites or use vain repetitions over and over again or over and over and over and over again. And listen, Jesus was saying this. What he was saying is, if, if all you do is use words that you didn't heard somebody else use, and those words don't mean nothing to you, and, and, and you just calling out words, Watch this, sometimes for the sake of impressing folk, using words you can't spell, you ain't talking to me in here. He said, you really praying for show. He said, and the God who's looking you like that, he, he's not going to reward you. But, but if you really want to experience the power of prayer, he said, go in your. That's my third point. I knew I was going to get there. My third point is Daniel prayed according to a pre determined place it's in the text y'all it says even though Daniel heard about a new law he still went to his house to pray he went up to the upper room of his house and opened the windows that faced toward Jerusalem what, what are you saying he, he watched this prayer was such an important part of his life that Daniel says, I'm going to dedicate space in my house for nothing but that. And this is my prayer room. That Daniel said, prayer is so important to me. And the discipline of prayer, the routine of prayer, the habit of prayer is so important to me that I'm going to rededicate this room in my house and call it my prayer room. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. How, how, how many of us have rooms in our houses that we don't even go in? You ain't talking to me in here. Okay, you, you, might, okay, you might walk through. But you don't spend a whole lot of time. Come on and talk. Be real with me. Be real. You don't spend a whole lot of time. Maybe when company comes over. 
Amen. Y'all will be in that room. Or, or, or when you cook an Easter dinner, you will go to that room. But, but, but for the most part, th th there are a few rooms that, that are just... Daniel said, you know what? Since I got this space that I'm not doing anything with regularly, this is going to be my prayer room. Oh, I'm messing with somebody's space right now. Because you're trying to figure out how to redecorate. You don't need to redecorate. You don't need to go buy nothing. Amen. Everything you need is already there. You got a flow. That's all you need. It's already there. It's all you need, a flow. Amen. You can do the rest on your own. He said, this is so important to me that I'm going to dedicate space in my house for nothing but prayer. And watch it. And when I go into that space, I'm praying. Watch it. I'm not going to take a nap. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to read a book. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to hide from my children. <laughs> or my spouse. I'm going to pray. It was that important to Daniel that he said, this is dedicated space for the purpose of prayer. And watch this. And every, I believe this, every time he went by that room, he was reminded, that's where I pray. And I'm not going in there until I'm ready to pray. When I'm ready to pray, I've got space dedicated. And I believe that in that space, God is going to meet me there. In that space, I'm going to tell him all about my, in that space, I'm going to pour out my heart. to. In that space, I'm going to talk to him as the friend that he is. In that space, I'm going to get transparent before the Lord. I'm going to show him everything that's on my heart and on my mind. And if I need to cry, I'm going to cry. If I need to moan, I'm going to moan. I'm going to not hide myself, but I'm going to show God who I am and what I want to be. Because I'm in my prayer room. Or my prayer closet, or my prayer garage, or my prayer storage room, or my prayer pantry. Watch this, Reverend, I don't have that space. Or my prayer yard. Or my prayer sidewalk. Or my prayer street as I walk every morning, walking the dog. This is my prayer street. I don't have all that space you're talking about, Reverend. You got some space and you got some time that you can say this belongs to me and God. You're building a system because you don't rise to your goals. You fall to your systems. Have the right system in place and see won't God help you meet your every goal. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you this morning. You're the God who hears our prayers. You're the God who meets us over and over again. You're the, you, in fact, are the God of routine. You routinely make a way. You routinely perform miracles. You routinely turn situations around. Thank you that we can depend on you being that kind of faithful God. Lord, we pray for faithfulness 
devotion and commitment in our own lives. We pray, Lord, that we would be people of prayer, routine prayer, habitual prayer, prayer that calls us to you on a daily basis, that when we get there in that place and in that time and in that space, God, that we would pour our hearts out to you. Lord, make us people of routine, people of habit, good habits. And Lord, yokes that need to be broken, oh God, we pray that during these 28 days that you, through us, would perform the miraculous again. Break yokes that have... Mm, break yokes that have kept us from being all we should be. Break yokes that have interfered with our spiritual growth. Break yokes that have destroyed even relationships. Break those yokes in Jesus' name. Lord, we give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. For we count it as done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Now listen, listen, let me, let me talk to somebody for just a minute. Because as we talk about the power of routine, there's some things that we routinely do here. We're about to do one of them now. That is what we call opening the doors of the church. Where we invite people to come, people who don't know Jesus Christ, to give their lives to Christ, to open their hearts and, and become followers of Jesus Christ. That's a part of what we do here. Someone may be here for the first time, for the 10th time, and it has been a part of your routine to check out at this moment. In other words, when these chairs come out and when we open our arms and the preacher declares the doors of the church are open, you mentally check out. That's your routine. You mentally decide this is the part where I'm going to stop paying attention now because I'm not ready for this commitment. That's your routine. I want to challenge you because that's a bad habit that's a bad routine that you've put in place and I want to challenge you right now this morning to push through that and this morning do something different what is this called this is called interrupting your system because your system has you coming to church leaving church without ever making a commitment and I want to push back on that system this morning and challenge you to do something different if you're here this morning and you hear my voice you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit through me challenging you to to come and say you know what I'm going to do something different and it starts today I want to invite you now to come and accept Christ into your life if you've already accepted Christ into your life I want you to come and say yes I want to be a part of this fellowship where where I can grow in my faith and where I can have partners of accountability where I can have a pastor who's praying for me and brothers and sisters who are walking with me I want that fellowship I need that fellowship if you're here this morning wherever you are whoever you are I want to invite you now come right now the doors of the church are open do something different do something different pass push past your routine and do something different this morning oh lamb of God I come I come the doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Just, just as, just as I, am. I am. Without one plea. 
We're going to ask Joshua if he would stand. Joshua Sanders comes as a candidate for baptism. Amen. Amen. That means that you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died for your sins? Yes. Do you believe that he was the Son of God? Yes. Amen. We're going to ask. We're going to ask that you. We're going to ask that you go with Sister Crawley that you be scheduled for your orientation classes, okay? Amen. Sister Butler comes with a statement. church family. Um, first, I just want to thank you all. You know, I came down here a few months ago. I was facing a lot of health challenges, and I'm still dealing with some, but I do want to thank you for your prayers, for your encouragement, and just, I feel it, and it's been sustaining me all this time. But I'm not here 
for that uh, to you know for that this morning. I'm here interceding on behalf of my nephew who lives in Chesapeake, Virginia. Last Sunday he was riding his motorcycle and he was hit by a car. Both legs are broken, uh, other fractures. He's had surgeries already, facing additional surgeries. And the hard thing is that he's the brother to my nephew that died in the head-on collision when a drunk driver hit him just about a year ago. So this is a tough time for the family. Just please keep them lifted uh, and keep us all in your prayers. We thank you so much. Sister Butler, what's his first name? Eddie. Eddie. God bless you. Amen. Sister Ledbetter, believe it or not, is just visiting. And she's coming for she's coming for prayer. All right, all right. So now we're gonna ask. We're yeah, gonna we ask. pray for visitors too. Yes. Amen. 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 Because you may That's not right. be a member of this church. We pray. We but pray. But you are still a we child pray. of God. Yeah. Let us pray. Father God, we come now thanking you for another day. Yes. Father, we come realizing that prayer is the way to get to you. Yes. Master two of your children come with their concerns. Mm. Yes. One come interceding for a family member. Another coming for herself, oh Lord. Yes. But Father, we know that you know the situation that, can, that surrounds each one. Yes. We know that you know the circumstances, oh Lord. Yes. So Father, we ask that you would touch each one of their lives yes. right now, O oh Lord. Those things that need to be corrected, O oh Lord, we ask that you would do it now. Yes. Those things that need to be mended, we ask that you do it now, Lord. Yes. Father, whatever that need is, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would just take care of it right now. Yes. Because, Father, we know that you have all the power. Yes. You have all the glory, Lord. So, Father, we just want to say thank you now, and we count it as done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Won't you stand? Amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you. Now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.